Are you ready to connect? This is the Empower Connection Podcast, where we empower our listeners to connect more fully to themselves, to each other, and to something greater. We do this with the help of myself and special guests, including healers, coaches, artists, seekers, and those on a healing journey of self-growth. Welcome. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Empowered Connection Podcast. This is your host, Damodar Cordua, relationship coach and life coach and yoga and yoga wisdom teacher. New Year's blessings and well wishes to you all. Wow. Right now, right here at the start of 2023, we are coming upon our 50th anniversary episode. That's it today. That's the one 50th anniversary today, number five oh. I am excited and ever so grateful to be here with you each and every week for almost one full year running, one full year of the Empower Connection podcast. This is a milestone day for the podcast, and I would like to extend my gratitude and appreciation for listening, for sharing episodes with loved ones, and most of all, for bringing some of the tools, tips, and perspectives back into the landscape of your self in order to empower your life and your relationships. That's the most important thing. Very thankful for you listening, giving us reviews. If you haven't and you'd like to, please do give us a, a five-star rating or a review, share an episode with a loved one. But most of all, I'm very grateful for your ability to take some of what we talk about in the podcasts and bring it into your life. That is where the rubber meets the road. So thank you, warriors of self-growth and relationship potential. And to give thanks and highlight some of our listeners' appreciation for the show, Lauren TNB says, quote, I love this podcast. Damodar's words and wisdom are so valuable. I love how his episodes summarize, dive deep, and recap. It makes growth fun and exciting. Thank you for your heartfelt service. Everyone should listen to this podcast. So thank you, Lauren, for your time and for listening and for appreciating and for saying that it's kind of fun. I hope I hope some of the stuff is fun. I find <laughs> self-growth, relationship work to be um, deeply satisfying, sometimes not so fun, and sometimes really, really fun. So hopefully some of you out there have experienced some of that on the episode. We Are Relentless says, during my healing journey, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and YouTube videos that were gauged to help the listener understand and help certain things they may be experiencing during the healing process. But this podcast has made such an impact on my life and journey. With the many gems and tips to implement into my life, I'm nothing but grateful for this podcast and host. Thank you so much. Thank you. We are relentless. And thanks for your encouragement. It definitely inspires me to keep going and yeah, to be here every week, bringing in special guests and diving into some really interesting topics for y'all's growth connection, empowerment, and relational success. Finally, I want to thank you all so much for encouraging me, as I just said, for encouraging me to be of service in your lives and meet you where you're at, to walk you home, even for a few steps in your journey of healing, relationship, connection, and empowerment. And if that's here via the podcast, if that's on my social media platform at empowerconnection.me on Instagram, TikTok, 
or in person with those of you I've had the honor to personally work with in a coaching capacity. However it is, I am overwhelmed with joy and thanks for my connection with you. I am also deeply thankful to all the amazing guests and experts who have lent some of their precious time in order to give you, the listener, more value for your precious time listening to the show. And a special extra thanks to Kaylee Marks and the Podcast Farm for being of help and ongoing encouragement in the path of podcasting. Stay tuned for some deeply inspiring and insightful episodes and guests in 2023. Speaking of, let's dive into today's solo podcast episode. As a relationship coach for both couples and individuals, one of the services I offer others is the tools, perspectives, and practices that can allow them to manage conflict with others, especially their most loved ones, in a positive way. Conflict is inevitable in any relationship. As I mentioned, in the last whole podcast episode number 48, there is no such thing. Well, I would say most of the time, 90% of the time, 95, 99, I don't know what the exact research is, but there is no such thing as a relationship without conflict. There really isn't. In fact, if there is one, if you're in one, if you know of one, if your family was in one where there was no conflict present, especially in romantic relationships and most intimate relationships, most likely the conflict is there, but it's gone underground and it's been thrown under the rug. Now, unfortunately, that underground conflict will eventually have to come out. And when it does, it usually comes out sideways in ways that compromise you and your relation, whatever the relationship is, that relationship's health. The next two solo podcast episodes on the show will focus on this idea of conflict how to become better at it, how to manage it, and how to allow it to bring us, bring you into deeper connection, not compromised connection with both ourselves and with our most loved ones. So when we begin to talk about conflict in relationships, where do we start? Well, obviously the other person, I recommend to just you know point the finger. You're the problem. I'm being sarcastic. We do not want to start... <laughs> with blaming or pointing the finger at the other person, but rather, and you probably know this by now if you've been listening to this podcast, the most obvious and really the the only place to first start is within our own selves. If we cannot start to notice our inner conflict during or precipitating an outer conflict with someone else, we will remain stuck. I'll say that again. If we cannot start to notice our inner conflict within during or precipitating an outer conflict with someone else, we will remain stuck. And most likely we will default to pointing the finger and to staying in a reactive space, letting conflict become a negative in the sum game of our relational life. So two big keys in building the ability to notice what is happening inside of our own self when triggered by another in conflict are number one, self-regulation, and number two, self-reflection. Self-regulation is not simply being relaxed or getting relaxed or chilling out. Hey man, chill out, chill the F out. No, <laughs> it's not exactly that. And it's also not pushing down our feelings 
or trying to overly control them. Some people confuse inner awareness and emotional intelligence or self-regulation with controlling their emotions. And this is actually a a subtle misunderstanding. Self-regulation is not necessarily controlling the emotions, which means pushing them away, turning them into something different, overriding them. Rather, it is, as a teacher of mine puts it, like staying with yourself in the midst of a storm and riding the waves of sensations and emotions, no matter how big the waves are. Right? So if you're a surfer, you're not trying to control the waves and say, be smaller, be bigger. Rather, you're learning to ride the waves. So it's not fighting the waves. It's not running away from the waves or ignoring the waves, but it's riding them in the very present moment as they swell, fluctuate, grow, get small, crash, and settle, and then repeat the same pattern over again. So imagine the triggers internal to your own body and mind and external to you, externally around you, are like the waves you are surfing when it comes to conflict. So this is self-regulation. And I teach my clients a great meditation to do this. Perhaps we will go into that meditation on another podcast episode, but you can always connect with me and I can teach you it and bring you through it and help you practice it over time. But this meditation generally is a self-regulation practice that brings in riding the waves of three things. If we're using that same analogy of riding the waves of our emotional experience. Number one, it's the ability to name and be with our emotions. Two, the ability to be with and identify our sensations that are happening in our body as we are triggered. And three, the ability to be with, see, and reflect on the thoughts and stories that the triggering brings to the surface. So you should rewind this and listen to these again. In riding the waves of our trigger our emotional and sensational experience in the moment, self-regulation helps us to navigate three things in this surfing. The ability to name and be with our emotions, the ability to be with and identify the sensations happening in our body, and the ability to be with, see, and reflect on the thoughts and stories that the triggering brings to the surface. Number three is a great segue into the second key to creating space and success when triggered in conflict. And that is the ability to self-reflect. Attachment scientists who study the patterns within which we attach ourselves to our primary caregivers and then down the line to our partners have found that the more you can reflect on your past and make sense of it in an ongoing way, the more you can create secure, strong relationships now and in the future. Okay, so self-reflection is key. What does self-reflection mean if it's key? (laughs) Self-reflection means our ability to notice the sensation, thoughts, and stories that come up to the surface when we're triggered, right? We already talked about that. And then reflect on them, asking questions such as these. Are these thoughts familiar? Have I noticed them before in this conflict or in any conflict whatsoever? Are these sensations familiar? Have I noticed them before in this conflict or any conflict or any situation, other situations in my life? What are these thoughts or sensations 
connected to in a deeper way? Are they about the present situation in front of me or about something else, perhaps something from the past? Have I felt this way before being with this person right here? Is this familiar? Have I felt this before? And if so, when and with whom? What was the situation? What is underneath of this thought? Is there another story present underneath the thought? A deeper story about myself, the other person, people in general, or the world at large? And what is this story saying in a deeper way? So you notice we're kind of like pulling back the layers and going from one presenting thought or story and seeing what's maybe underneath of that, either the root of it or a deeper view, hurt, etc., that we are taking on of the world. And finally, do I even want this story to lead my life? Once I start to gain more awareness of it and start to see it happening in the moment, say, of conflict, is this what I want to be leading me right now? Or do I want to act from a different story, have a different option? Now, if the emotion or sensation you're experiencing is really intense and difficult to be with, there's a couple more questions you can ask yourself. And these are ones that I've gotten from the psychologist and Buddhist practitioner, Bruce Tift and writer, Bruce Tift. And they are, when I'm with this experience, is this sensation and this feeling actually going to kill me? Right? Will it kill you? Will the emotion kill you? Sometimes it feels like it will, but really, will it kill you? And what is the worst that could happen to me if I stay with it? Riding its waves. So these are questions that through self-regulation, we will have more space to be with, to be actually to, to entertain within our consciousness. Now, you might be asking the question, well, I do get the process that's happening here so far, but what is actually going to give me the strength and resiliency to self-regulate, to ride those waves of thoughts and feelings and then and sensations, and then reflect on them? Like in the analogy of a surfer, if the surfer is riding these you know, big swells, the surfer probably has a great board, probably has practiced surfing before, probably has some as we're about to talk about, some resources within themselves and around them that help them navigate the ups and downs of really big waves. So the things that help us move through this whole practice are called just that, resources. This is a term that I've, I've already used on the podcast a couple of times. And if you're familiar with my coaching work, you've worked with me, I use it quite a bit. Resources are the things that are internal to yourself, such as your breath, movement, the feeling of your feet on the ground, closing your eyes or orienting your eyes in space, or things that are external to you that you can source, such as looking at a calming object feeling an external environment like the sun on your face or breeze on your skin, smelling a scent, writing in your journal, or reaching out to a coach or a friend, a loved one. Resources give us the spaciousness and grounding in our nervous system to actually have the ability to be with a trigger and difficult emotion without clenching up from it and moving into the back of our brain where our reactive defense system 
lives. Now we might go into this a little deeper, some of the basic biology of our nervous system and our defense system, our parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems and kind of trigger responses and the polyvagal theory, but don't worry about all those words. Maybe we'll move into that in another episode or have an expert come on. But regardless, we want ourselves to move into the front part of our brain where there is more spaciousness, there is more ability to zoom out. So these resources will allow us to ride the waves and start that process of self-reflecting, as I just said, zooming out and making more meaning from our experience. This zooming out can allow us to hold a larger perspective for our own selves and at the same time for the other person and what they might be going through. Now, this last part is key when we bridge this first part of the conflict episodes with the second part that's upcoming, which is being with another person's triggers. Why? Because we also want to apply the process of zooming out to see the larger stories and narratives, not only of our own self, but of the other person, like knowing their relational history, their patterns, et cetera, in order to have more empathy for them and understanding of them in the moment of conflict. This empathy and this understanding, as we will see, goes a very long way. All right. We're going to round out with this podcast. And uh, speaking of a long way, your ability to find resource to be with your experience is really clutch. So that's, that's going to be the um, moral of the story today is how can you explore in your life a way to find resource to be with your remote, to ride the waves if you're watching the video, I'm using my hands like I love to do as a, a good Italian-American boy, uh, riding those waves and explore. I listed some here. There are so many deeper resources that if we work together, we can move through. But the most simplest that I could give you is maybe just closing your eyes and taking a deep, deep inhale for a count of four or five, holding and a deep, long exhale. Another really helpful breathwork technique is called the physiological sigh. And this breathwork goes like this. You'll inhale through the nose once, pause, inhale through the nose again, and then exhale out of the mouth for six to eight seconds. And then repeat that two to three or four times. Okay. Now there's lots of other breathwork, but just starting there, closing your eyes, going inside, will start to give you the spaciousness and the tools to be with your emotional experience. So next time you're feeling triggered, I invite you to take a moment and practice what we talked about today. Perhaps it's just using a simple breath work, closing your eyes, the moment you can start to feel it in your body. So that's actually step one is really starting to feel it in your nervous. Oh, I'm feeling that again. Close your eyes, be with the experience by deepening your breath riding the waves of sensation, notice the sensations, notice the emotion, name it, and then notice the thoughts and the stories as you're riding it with the deep breath. And then with the space that that's creating, self-reflect. Gain more awareness of the stories that are playing out here. They might be from the dark depths of your past. They might be from right now, right here, but it's for you to navigate that. So that's a simple way to bring this into your life. 
And as I say all the time, connect with me and go deeper and fine tune it. And we can go into more steps to bring it into your own specific self and relational journey. But these things go a long way. Practice them every day. Speaking of a long way, this podcast has come a long way in the span of a year. And if you've been listening for a while, I invite you to take a moment and list how, this is another Empower Connection practice tool, how far you have come since you started listening. Okay. So just explore. Okay. Start listening to Empower Connection podcast. What have I gained? What, what perspectives have I brought into my life? What have I seen? What have I seen about myself, about others, about this world? Congratulate yourself on those strides forward. Accept and love yourself for where you're at right here, right now, regardless of what comes up. Sometimes we might think, well, I've come far, but not far enough. Got to come farther. Ah, that's me, right? I have too much pressure on myself. But I invite you to celebrate and then accept and love where you're at now. And then compassionately list out how you want to grow and evolve next in 2023 with us at the Empower Connection podcast. Perhaps that's signing up for a coaching journey with me this year, or perhaps that's taking the lessons of these episodes even more seriously into your life in other ways. Or maybe it's finding an accountability partner and saying, well, I heard this uh, idea of self-regulation with Damodar on the Empower Connection podcast and self-reflection. I want to practice that. Can you help me practice that and just explore what that means and how I can do it? Or maybe it's shifting one or some of your relationships that are a roadblock to your growth. Speaking of boundaries, saying, well, this person is, is in the way we're navigating right now is actually keeping me stuck. And it's not allowing me to step in to some of the growth that this podcasts and whatever else you're into are asking of me to step into. Whatever it is, I'm honored and grateful to be a small part of it as a fellow traveler and guide, walking each other home into a deeper space of connection with our deepest, deepest selves, connection with others in the most beautiful way possible, the most resilient, the most, the strongest and most loving, compassionate way, a mysterious but very real connection to something greater. Cheers to 2023 and this podcast's growth and your own growth into the new year and beyond.